welcome to this week's edition of the Taught by Grace podcast. We will explore God's Word to learn how we can live by God's grace and for His glory. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. Here's your host, Noah Hooper. The Bible is one book woven together through 66 individual books. Each of those books are known for a specific theme or purpose. Genesis is about beginnings. Exodus is about deliverance. Proverbs is about wisdom. Romans is about the gospel of God. And Philemon is about forgiveness. 2 Timothy 3.16 teaches that all scripture is profitable for knowledge and life. The Bible says all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Whether it is Deuteronomy, Ecclesiastes, Matthew, Ephesians, or 1 Peter, every word and book in Scripture is entirely given by God. They are His words. Therefore, all of Scripture is valuable for all of life, but each book has a particular emphasis on something specific. And there is no other book as centered around practical Christian living as the book of James. I'm excited to embark on a verse-by-verse journey through this powerful book. With that said, I want to say welcome back to the Taught by Grace podcast. You may have noticed that there haven't been any new episodes since the end of April. I decided to take a few weeks off to hit the reset button a bit. During that time, I've been preparing for this next series, which will be a study through the book of James. As we go through it, you'll notice that this is an overly practical book. James Quill was soaked in the ink of practical Christian living. These exhortations are not general either. James doesn't just say, put your faith in practice, do more. No, James dealt with specific issues such as trials, temptation, and oppression. He addressed the sins of partiality, lust, and an uncontrolled tongue. He wrote as a man on a mission calling these believers to add works to their faith. This was his chief concern. He only has a one-verse introduction. He doesn't ascend the heights of gospel truth. He doesn't defend a particular doctrine. His chief concern is about how these believers were living in light of the faith they claimed. They knew what to believe, but were not living in what light of what they believe. James therefore wrote to call these believers to work because of the faith they had. As R. Kent Hughes deemed him, James is the, quote, moral theologian. And I find that to be an incredibly fitting title for James. He is concerned about God's people living as those who belong to God. The Holy Spirit inspired James to expressly address the way in which God's people lived. God gave this book to the first century church, and he has given it to the 21st century church as well. These Jewish believers needed it then, and we need it now. James may have written to people living 2,000 years ago, but these problems have persisted throughout the centuries. You and I need the truth contained in this book just like these believers did. We need to know how to face trials. We need to know how to defeat temptation. We need to deal with the sin of partiality. We need to know how to control the tongue. We need to understand the brevity of life. Thankfully, God has given us a book in his word that addresses so many of these issues. We don't have to browse Google or gawk at YouTube for hours on end. Rather, we may turn to God's word, seeing how God desires for us to live in this world. 
This book is absolutely relevant. As we journey through it, I think you will see just how needful this book is for our daily lives. James is a most practical book because God desires that we live differently because of it. We must not merely look into the mirror and forget. We must gaze into the mirror of God's word to see how we need to live and then go and live in light of this truth. And that is the main focus of the book of James. It is about believers living like God's people in the world. If you've listened to the podcast for any amount of time, you know that I absolutely care about what we believe. It matters that we believe what God's word said. It matters that we believe what is true and what is right and what is orthodox. But it is also important that we live in a manner that is in accordance with God's word. If you compare James to someone like Paul, Paul addressed practical issues, but Paul also addressed many doctrinal issues, caring about what they believe. But James, on the other side, he addresses the important reality that those who believe right are to live in accordance with what they believe. So he wrote to these believers in a very practical way to call them to live as the people of God. So James is a very practical book, but James is also a very unique book, especially in its structure. If you've read through James before, you may have noticed that there isn't a lot of cohesion or unity. He jumps from trials to wisdom to wealth to temptation to work without much connection between those issues. Douglas Moo commented on this loose structure of the book saying, Several sections develop a single issue at some length, but most of the book is made up of short, seemingly independent sayings or short paragraphs. Moreover, it is often difficult to discern any logical relationship between one section and another. End quote. It's important to remember this as we study the book. Instead of a successive, continuous progression of a thought, this book dealt with a specific issue and then moved on to the next. It's a summary of practical points. James didn't go in depth on one thought. Rather, James would say something about the tongue, and then he would move to wisdom, or he would say something about works and how they connect to our faith, and then he would talk about partiality. He would jump around from topic to topic in kind of a sermonic, exhortative form, summarizing these important truths to these believers. In addition to the unique structure of the book, you'll notice that James is also a very illustrative writer. He used analogies and word pictures to describe truths. The double-minded man is likened unto a sea being driven about by the wind. Later, he described the rich man as grass that is cut down and withers away because of the burning sun. Perhaps no section describes James' illustrative writing style better than his extensive talk about the tongue. He likens controlling the tongue to bridling a horse and directing a ship through a small rudder. The uncontrollable nature of the tongue is asserted as he calls it a fire. James used these analogies to provide color to spiritual truths. We understand how important the tongue is when he compares it to the rudder that guides an entire ship. We understand the brevity of life when he compares it to a mist that appears and vanishes away. 
These images help us see important truths and will be extremely prevalent throughout the letter. So we see that James this is a very practical book and it is a very unique book because of the structure of it and because of the writing style of it. It is an incredibly practical and unique book and I'm excited to begin a journey through this book and hope you will join me as we go through. May God teach us how to truly live out our faith as the children of God as we go verse by verse through this book. May he teach us how to face trials and count it all joy. May he teach us how to walk in wisdom. May he show us how to live out the faith that we claim. May he show us how to live without partiality. May he show us how to speak in a way that glorifies him. May he teach us of the brevity of life. May he teach us about money. May God use this wonderful little book to teach us how to live as the children of God in this world. He has begotten us. He has given life to us, and we must live in light of that reality. So I hope you will join me next week as we dive headfirst into the book of James. Thank you for listening to this week's edition of the Taught by Grace podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, I hope you will consider subscribing and leaving a review on whatever podcast platform you listen to it on. So I hope you will join me next week on the next edition of the Taught by Grace podcast.